0: The Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and welcome back. It's been a while since we've had an episode. My original intent was just to take the month of November off. Little did I know that month of November uh, would be quite eventful. In fact, the week before I was put in the hospital. Now, you might remember that because our Pastor Appreciation episode, which was supposed to be the last week of October— got pushed back a little bit because I wound up here uh, very unexpectedly. And so um, November was a time uh, I spent about 11 days in the hospital and it it was a rough time and I finally got out and I'm still kind of suffering with uh, some of the ramifications of that. And so November has been tough. And then all of a sudden uh, November or December turned out to be not so great either on Sunday I got sent back to the ER, and now I'm back in the hospital with the related things. Actually, I just had surgery today. Um, the This is the evening of the night I had surgery, or the afternoon I had surgery. So I'm feeling a little better, and what do I do with my time? Well, I spend it podcasting, because that's my dedication to you. Actually not, I'm just really bored, and uh, they've actually limited the amount of people I can visit, or that can visit me here in the hospital uh, because of massive COVID problems here. So um, this is what I'm doing. Anyway, um, this week's episode is completely unplanned, was completely unplanned, I should say. I have put some thought into it since. Um, Something unexpected. We were supposed to air a podcast today about a new book that's that's out, that actually I, I helped write a little bit, and we'll talk about that. Um, but I just got, right before I got into the hospital, I got word that a dear friend of mine had passed on to be with the Lord, uh, Pastor Ken Herford. Pastor Herford uh, was a pastor here in the Beloit area. He was uh, with Community Baptist Church in South Beloit for a while, Lighthouse Fellowship Church in Beloit, and then planted his own church, um, Grace and Truth Church, which, by the way, got its start in my classroom. They were meeting in my classroom for a little while until they branched out. Uh, but Pastor Ken is just was just a great guy, a great man. Uh, he had his health struggles that were severe, that were uh, painful, but he was always in good cheer. He loved the Lord. He loved the gospel. He loved Scripture, and he had a passion for theology, for correct theology. He was a graduate, by the way, of Maranatha Baptist Bible College up there in Watertown. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, he uh, was just a delight to be around. I used to love to talk with him. Um, For a little while, we we, kind of lost touch, but um, it was a joy to teach, I believe, four of his students, if I'm remembering correctly— Uh, Chris, Taja, Kaelin, and Keyshawn uh, were ones, and I know he's got some grandchildren in our school right now at our Janesville campus. And so I can't tell you how many lives Ken has impacted with the gospel, and I'm certain he'll never know. He might know now, (laughs) but uh, his life will surely not be forgotten, and his ministry will continue to live on through the lives of his congregants, through the lives of his children, his family, his grandchildren, his friends, his loved ones. Um, really, anyone who had contact with him, uh, I think I don't know anyone who really disliked him. Let me give you two quick, um, two quick stories about Ken that I, my me- my favorite memories. Number one. And this is completely, completely selfish. Um, I remember his first chapel message. Well, back up. No, I'm going to give three, okay? It's my podcast. I'm sitting here in a hospital room. I can do what I want. Number one, uh, we sat at a parent-teacher conference in our old gym, and the rule is I think you only have uh, a certain amount of time you can spend per student. So we keep the line going and other parents can come and talk with me. But again, I don't know if we even talked about any of his kids. We were talking theology. We were talking about actually eschatology end times, and we got into a little bit about John MacArthur and stuff. It was it was just fun. So um, let me tell you, as a teacher, parent-teacher conferences aren't always fun, but that one was. Number two, this is a purely selfish one. Um, <laughs> the first time we ever did chapel at Rock County Christian School, did a great job with his message. But I can't for the life of me remember what the message was, but I actually tried to find a recording, because we normally record most of our chapel messages. I couldn't find one. Of course, I'm here in the hospital, so my searching capacity is limited. But I remember after the chapel, we used to have lunch, and Pastor Herford bought pizza for the entire school staff, and students. We have never had a chapel speaker do that since or before. He still holds that record. If you'd like to beat that record, please let me know. Anyway, number three. While Ken was at uh, the Lighthouse Fellowship Church in Beloit, he asked me to come preach for him once. Great. I had never been in an African-American church. And by the way, Ken is African-American, I'd never been in an African-American church before. So I went, and I'll tell you, it was quite the experience. I found out this white boy has no rhythm whatsoever. There's a lot of moving, shaking, and uh, dancing, and and swaying, and clapping. And of course, they put me up on the platform the entire time, during all the singing, during the offering, all of this. Oh boy, I I can't imagine... (laughs) the laughter and humor it must have been to watch me up there trying to keep up with everything. But when it came time to actually preach, I preached a message out of the book of Matthew, out of I believe Matthew chapter five and the Beatitudes. The message I I loved preaching there. I loved preaching there because the people were just so attentive. And they're of course they're they're screaming and they're amen in their shout, and it's great, but it wasn't inappropriate. It wasn't just out of control. They were listening to the message, and all of that was a response to the Word of God. Why? Because Pastor Ken had taught them what good preaching is. They knew what good preaching was. Not that my preaching is great, but Pastor Ken knew how to preach the Word, knew how to exposit Scripture, and they were used to that. And so that just thrilled my soul. It's one of it's one of the highlights of my entire preaching career. So I am going to miss Pastor Ken. I am glad he is with the Lord. But I'd be praying for his family. He's behind a wife and children and many others. So pray for the Hereford family. So in honor of Ken, I I want to replay. Well, it's not replayed on this podcast because you've never heard it, but um, I want to play the final chapel message he gave at Rock County Christian School. I believe it's 2012. It was a National Day of Prayer. Now, this is outside, okay? It takes place outside. So you can hear a train passing by, you can hear some wind, um, but listen to the words. You'll be able to hear it, I promise. And it is classic and it's, it's phenomenal. It's a preaching the true gospel. What foundation do you have? Preaching the true gospel. And, and Brother Ken, he doesn't just, keep in mind, this is a national day of prayer, so we invite everybody in the community to come. And I knew there were unsaved people there. We had people from Beloit College there. We had a whole bunch of people there. And they weren't going to hear, one of the reasons why I invited Ken, they were not going to hear some sort of watered-down, wishy-washy, uh, everybody's cool, Message. He <laughs> he lays it down, not in a cruel way, not in a arrogant way, but he preaches the word. He brings in theology, and sets it on fire. So listen to that's one of the things I love. He has a passion for theology, a passion for the gospel. None of this easy believism stuff. A passion for God's Word to come alive in the heart of the listener. So, I hope you'll listen to this message, and then I'll I'll, I'll see you on the other side. What I'm convinced that our country needs most, and our state needs most, our elected officials need most, our school needs most, saved and unsaved alike, is the gospel. We want to be a a gospel-centered school, and so we want to take time And proclaim the gospel here um during this national day of prayer so we invited pastor ken herford to come back did a great job last year and uh, i can think of a better uh speaker we want to have here uh proclaiming the gospel and the word of god to all of you you guys know pastor herford um been associated with our school for many years um still has one student in our school it's good to see taja our uh, class of 2011 graduate with us today. Pastor Herford's pastor of the Grace and Truth Church right here in Beloit, celebrating its second anniversary, right? So Pastor Herford, come on up.
1: I'm a little afraid to be up here now. Like You guys invited me back, I was kind of shocked. But I do praise God, and I thank Jesus Christ for this opportunity, this immense opportunity and privilege uh, for such a wonderful occasion. You know, this is the National Day of Prayer, a day in which we recognize Jesus Christ. And I just want to say that every day should be a day of prayer. Every day should be a day where we go to him and we approach the throne of grace boldly and make our petitions known to him it is with honor that i stand before you today an occasion which i have the immense privilege and responsibility of sharing with you what i think about the role of god in our church and in the church and what i think also about the gospel i thought about this long and hard and i said do i just come and bring a regular gospel message to you and and challenge you when i know that most of you heard the gospel over and over and over And you can recite everything and you can go through the Romans road and all these different things about faith and repentance. And then the Lord laid on my heart, you know, let's take another turn. I want to challenge you today with, are you being productive in your Christian walk? Are you actively sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with others? You still have that that anxiousness, that, that, that anticipation every day of bumping into somebody and looking for opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. I think about the role of God in our nation. I think about the responsibility that we have to share the gospel as true believers. And notice that I stated true believers. You see, I believe that this is where the divide is. We have become a nation where those who truly have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ are not so easily identifiable. Many of our country's leaders conveniently become Christians during the election season. Individuals are busily fighting for worthy causes they believe in, causes that certainly need attention as we continue to spiral down into the depths of economic, moral, and spiritual destitution. A destitution that America has never experienced before. I believe in fighting for the right causes. I believe in implementing policies that promote traditional moral values. But I want to pose a question to you today. I want to pose a question to those of you who really believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. What difference does it make if we implement every policy we can? but the foundation has crumbled. I am not referring to the founding fathers of which many promoted an idea of moral virtue and spirituality without recognizing there is only one God and he commands that you should have no other gods before me. But I am referring to 1 Corinthians three eleven, for no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Christian i ask you i challenge you today to examine yourself what foundation have you been building on have you been building on the foundation of your career have you been building on the foundation of your finances what foundation have you been building on have you taken the opportunity to do the thing that you've been called to do and that's to share the gospel of our great Our risen our Lord our Savior the resurrected Christ is your feet planted on solid ground where whoever hears and truly believes in Jesus and obeys him he will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and that house fell, and great was its fall, Matthew 7, 24-27. This is the challenge today. What is the foundation? What are you preaching? What are you saying? What are you living in front of the unbelievers? Dear sisters and brothers, we hear over and over again from the talking heads, from the mainstream media, we hear them asking the question, what is the problem with America? I can emphatically tell you It's not the economy, stupid. (laughs) The birth of jobs, moral decay, or the lack of prayer, or anything else that you may be able to think of. We have always had to deal with an ideology that wants to do away with the true God. It doesn't matter what aspect of society we are talking about. The real issue is not whether a bunch of unbelievers are following the ways of God or not. The overarching issues are within the walls of the church. See, we have to point the finger at ourselves when we look at the decay of this nation. Friend, there is an elephant in the room, yes indeed. And it has come in the name of the spiritual unity that the scripture does not support. And it does not support it in an attempt to to secure numbers so that we can say, this is how many represent us. The scripture only supports the truth of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And I believe it it's reared itself in society in three main ways. I believe it's reared itself in the church of Christ in three ways. Through idolatry, the worship of men, money, and material possessions. Through false teachers creeping in with a false debased, debased message that caters to the most fleshly desires of men and women. And the lack of the preaching, the lack of the sharing, the truth of the gospel of faith and repentance for the remission of sins. Because some incorrectly assert that all we need to do is give the people a gospel that is palatable. Something that they can handle. And because of this it takes me back to my first statement that the real problem in america is an identity problem we have churches filled with people who don't believe in the inspired infallible inerrant and indestructible word of god the foundation has been shaken the preaching of jesus christ and the cross is an offense and we need to understand that The preaching of Jesus Christ and the cross is an offense and it's a stumbling block to them who are perishing. But we must not relent. We must share the message. I believe the Lord wants America to be revived. I believe he wants to bless America. He doesn't want us to forget him. He doesn't want us to forget his commands. He doesn't want us to go astray in our hearts. As Psalm 95 tells us, See, in all your political and social efforts, let me ask you, do you pray to the Holy Spirit to give you the courage to tell people the good news? Because if they are lost, they have nothing to look forward to but the bad news. If you don't share the good news with the lost, then they have nothing to look forward to but bad news. It doesn't matter what they accomplish here in this world. It doesn't matter what path we go on in America. If we do not share our faith with others, we become so blatant with our idolatry that we even vote for our idols. Henceforth, American Idol. And we say, well, you know, uh, that's not what I really mean. Well, let me ask you, well, what do you mean? Because I know what Satan means. Idol means idol. We worship football football games on Sunday, and we, we look at our wristwatch every day while the word of God is being preached, and we're, we dare the preacher to go more than five minutes after 12. Because, see, that's the God that we now worship in America, the God of entertainment, the God of pleasing me and satisfying ourselves right here, right now. But we should be preaching the gospel of a blessed hope. Jesus said of the lukewarm church, and I do believe that we have become the lukewarm church. I believe that we are not on fire for God like we should be. He said, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich and I have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, Blind and naked see this is the false gospel this is the gospel of the church today let's satisfy our needs this is what we have to have this is what I want this is what I crave I know know about Jesus but I don't really want to tell people about Jesus I want to tell them about what they can have I believe we have come to a point of critical mass in America because we won't share the gospel I believe we've come to a point in America where now God is now doing a job of separating false converts from true believers, wolves from sheep, tares from wheat, children of darkness from the children of light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So what if we don't have all the great numbers? We have something more sure to stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We stand on the truth of God's word and truth will always win out in the end. Truth will always be victorious in the end. My challenge to you today is to love America. Pray for America. Love Christ first. America is ran by leaders who have nearly come to the conclusion, if you have any sense of where this country is headed, America is ran by leaders who have nearly come to the conclusion that it has no more use for the people of that judgmental Judeo-Christian God. And I say no, I will not relent. No, I will not be ashamed of the gospel. No, I will not apologize for, for saying that Jesus is Lord, the Savior of all the earth. I believe this gospel so, in, in the power of Jesus Christ so much because I know what he did for me. I know how he changed my life. I know what my thought process was. I know how I was lost, but now I'm found. And I know that I am a supernatural work of God and his Holy Spirit. See, our deeply held religious views are constantly being challenged and violated, and assaulted every day. But the Lord says he will always have a true remnant for himself. And I believe he is making us decide today who is on the Lord's side, who will stand up for righteousness, who will stand up for holiness, who will stand up for the oppressed, who will say no longer when we sit by idly and stand for our children being bombarded with things that we know to be wrong. We now live in a day where Representative Wynn even said in his letter, Today we think that evil is good and good is evil. Prayer is important, but a man's heart will not be changed unless he hears the gospel. Unless he hears that he can be forgiven of his sins that he has ever committed, that he will ever commit, and that he has a hope of eternity with the, with Jesus Christ. Well, there no longer be any suffering. There'll no longer be any sin. There'll no longer be any sorrow, but only great joy. We want change in our nation that we have to get back to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ sola fide, sola Christos, sola scriptura, faith alone, Christ alone, by his word alone, changing one heart at a time. Don't ever think that there is something interesting about America that will allow it to go unfettered. When those who have the power, you and I, those who have the power to make a difference, won't get into the real war, the spiritual war, of vying and fighting for the souls of men and women how many times have you had an opportunity to say something to a lost one to a dear friend or to a stranger and you knew God was working in your heart to speak at that very moment just like the Attorney General said when God gives you that opportunity and you sense that he's telling you to speak you need to trust God and you need to speak up For there's a time for everything. We need to continue to do the grassroots work of politics. We need to concern ourselves with social atrocities. But more importantly, we need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with men and women. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things shall be added unto you. Return to your first love. No matter what comes, though the mountains fall all around you. Jehovah is still on the throne. The foundation has been laid. Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. My friend, love America, but don't ever think that the country comes before the cross. Love America, but never place the founding fathers above the heavenly father. Love America, but never think social help substitutes the Holy Spirit. Love America, but never consider jobs before Jesus. Let us always pray for our leaders. Let us always pray for our nation. Let us always pray for this world. But most importantly, let us always pray for the souls of lost men and women. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? My challenge to you today is to share your faith with others. Share your faith with your friends and your family. And now I want to take this opportunity for some of you may not even know Christ is Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says "If you shall confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. Jesus himself said that anyone comes after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. This is the opportunity. If you believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ when he died on that cross of Calvary and he shed his blood for you his precious blood for you the Bible says if you believe in his death his burial and resurrection if you place your faith in that if that alone not anything that you can do because there's nothing you can do to please God but believe if you believe the Bible says you shall be saved you shall be saved. And then he tells us in 1 John 5:13 that these things I've written that you may know, that you may be assured of, that you have eternal life, that you have eternal life. Friend, I implore you today, if you don't know him, come to Christ. If you need to talk to me and you want to make sure, Let me tell you something. Don't leave this world. I don't care if you live 120 years and you get everything you've ever wanted to get. Accumulated everything, every degree, every uh, economic situation, anything. It doesn't matter if you leave this earth without Christ. So I implore you today and I beg of you. Give your life and your heart to God. And I thank you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Well, that's the end of our message. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you'll again continue to pray for the Herford family and uh, pray for their comfort during this very difficult time for them. But let's also take some time to rejoice. A servant is home with Jesus, he's home. He has his reward that he labored hard. To accomplish through the grace of God, and I'm excited about that. So we always end our podcast with recommended resources, and I thought um, I thought about a book that uh, I remember the time I, I I preached for him. I saw this book, I saw this title on his bookshelf, and so I was like, okay, we got to talk about this because I still didn't know him that all that well. And it was the Gospel According to Jesus by John MacArthur. And so he and I had a good conversation about that. So I'm going to recommend that book this week, uh, The Gospel According to Jesus um, by John MacArthur. So next week we'll come back and uh, we're going to be talking about another book but Life is About Relationships by my friend Dr. Don Woodard out in Virginia. And Pastor Don, he's been on the podcast for a dear friend of mine, a great mentor in the faith to me. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad I could have a hand in actually helping him. Uh, with that book. So that's pretty exciting. So uh, check us out at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and then check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Basic, excuse me, at Basic Bible Cast and then join the Facebook group. We are going to be having a Christmas book giveaway. You don't want to miss that. Christmas book giveaway. Look for the details in the Facebook group. Okay. Have a great rest of your week.